Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. Now, how did you arrive to where you are today? How did you find yourself on this particular path? And is this path the one that you want to continue on? My guest today, Shannon Meyer, asked herself similar questions when she started to feel like she was managing her life, but not living it. Shannon was going through the daily admin and coordination of juggling family life and working mum. While Shannon was succeeding at work, it was pulling her away from her family and she started to worry that her three kids would look back at their childhood and not have many experiences with their mother. I guess the real questions Shannon was asking herself were, what is this all for? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And is this what I truly value? Shannon decided to make some courageous changes in her life that enabled her to spend more time with her family. Shannon left her corporate job, her family sold everything they owned, and they decided to travel around North America in an airstream. But what I admire even more about Shannon and her family is how they decided to live after they got off the road. They opted for the smaller house with a smaller mortgage, less rooms and less possessions. They worried less about what other people thought and less comparisons. This gave them more time to spend as a family, more connections and more experiences. You have to ask yourself the questions to create change. Sometimes something crazy like a family adventure is a small part of the solution. But the change you create to your daily life will have the greatest impact. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Shannon Meyer. Hi Shannon, how are you? I'm well, Mike. How are you doing? I am super duper well. If it's cool with you, Shannon, I'm going to jump right into the deep end today. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Done. All right, because you and your family have gone through some interesting life changes over the past couple of years that I guess started when you began questioning the way that you were living life. So can you paint the picture of what life was like for you before the change and what was the catalyst to make a change in your life? Sure. Uh, I think it could probably go back a number of years, but I'll, uh, I'll make this short and sweet. Um, at the time we started thinking about making a change, uh, we had three kids, ages, uh, let's see, nine, um, seven, or maybe six at the time, and um, four. And life was a little bit hectic, but manageable. I think that um, when I was listening to your podcast at the time, someone had made the comment that they felt they were managing their life and not living it. And that uh, really struck a chord with me because our life was a little bit interesting. My husband's a pilot. Um, his job, which he really loved, um, but it, it took him away from us. Um, at the time, it, he was gone a week home a week. Um, my job 
I had started working with this company in this position that I really loved and I got a lot of great opportunities and was able to kind of work my way uh, up the ladder, I guess you'd say, and uh, worked there for about 12 years and became part of the leadership team. And um, But I also was traveling and doing marketing and selling work. And so I was gone a lot. Uh, my husband was gone a lot. And pretty much since um, our first child was two, we had um, started using nannies and had some really wonderful experiences with great nannies. But um, it was just a little bit of like managing who is where at what time and who's picking up whom. And, and you just felt like, uh, I don't know, I think I just felt like, am I really experiencing this or am I just coordinating it? Mm. Um, but we, on the other hand, I mean, I had some really wonderful experiences um, with uh, friends at work and so many of our friends were you know, from our careers and stuff like that. I mean, it's hard to walk away from. So, so many things were up in the air at the time, you know, thinking about leaving. But I just started to feel like, you know, maybe there is something more. And maybe if I don't make a change, then I'm going to really start to have some regrets um, you, later you, on in life. And you, you talk about those regrets. And, and I, it was fascinating how you're kind of talking about, you know, are you really – experiencing this life or are you just coordinating it and and it's so true especially a, a mum of of three kind of just juggling that kind of day-to-day -day life of the coordination that kind of comes around with that but at what point like what was it that made you you know you, you're having these questions about you know am I really here what regrets could I have later in life what made you create the change what what made you want what want to change the direction that you were heading in um so i think it kind of like this perfect storm sort of happened um with my job things things were at this point where i felt like boy i need to really um prove myself to take it to the next level i need to really challenge myself and we were having um some things going on in one of our offices where there needed to be some leadership there and there wasn't, there was sort of a hole. And so I thought, well, I'm going to just volunteer myself to go fill that hole. So I kind of took on more work. And I think in the end, as I look back at it, I kind of, I mean, I saw it as a personal challenge, but maybe it's just what I had to do to, to push myself to something different. But I started traveling even more and I just got to this point where I started thinking, gosh, I need to make some changes and I need to slow this down instead of speeding it up. Um, I remember I was visiting my mom and I just was walking and walking and thinking, you know, she would watch the kids and I would just take these long walks and try to figure out what I would, what I should do with all these kind of conflicting feelings that I was having. And, um, I, I think also because when I was little, I used to, um, go camping in my grandparents Winnebago. So I kind of had this like live on the road, uh, boy, boy, that would be cool one day, but I would probably never do it idea in the back of my head. But, um, sort of between listening to different podcasts uh, when I was actually when I was traveling and on these flights and then watching uh, the minimalist film on Netflix um, just got me thinking like why do we, we have this beautiful house we had such a beautiful house in Colorado um, we had rooms that we never 
filled. Like they just were empty rooms. Um, and I just thought how wasteful and what are we doing and why, who are we trying to impress? And I mean, it was lovely on one hand, but on the other hand, it was like, if I ever wanted to make a change, I was not going to be able to do it and maintain that lifestyle. So it's just all these things sort of coming together um, and maybe pushing myself really hard in the direction of work to a point where I just kind of lost it, that I really had to have that, you know, that break. And and we're talking about this break that you're referring to and, and it's you and your family actually sold your, your home. Uh, you and your husband left your jobs and you went traveling uh, in a camper van, I guess you could say, around the United States for a period of time. But before we, before we actually kind of jump into that, like what were some of the steps that you took to create that change? Like you were saying that, yeah, you were listening to some podcasts and the, the minimal, minimalist movie on Netflix, but were there certain actions that you, you took or did you literally just walk into work one day and say, see you later? No, <laughs> I wish that, that would have been something. No, uh, I guess I felt uh, regarding work. I mean, that was the hardest piece because I felt such loyalty and I felt, um, you know, I, I, at that point I had my own, I, so I worked for an architecture and interior design firm and I had my own studio. So we moved out to Colorado for me to open this office and, um, you know, the people who were with me meant so much to me. And so I knew that when I left, well, I felt that when I left, I would be sort of, um, I don't, I would be closing that office down essentially. So uh, to be honest, I felt like very, uh, it was very dramatic and I was so wrapped up in, um, how that would go, uh, that piece more than anything. So actually I, I, kind of give a six month notice, essentially. I mean, we had about nine months when we decided to, that we were going to do this and then um, from when we actually left. So there was a whole uh, process, I guess I would say, from letting certain people know and making decisions with the leadership about how it would be told. And um, so it was a whole big work piece. But then on the home front, I mean, of course, we told the kids and they were pretty excited because they just, you know, wanted to be together, although they, they missed their friends um, back in Colorado. But, um, you know, we had to sell our house, which thankfully went um, really easily. We were in a great area. It was really desirable. Um, and we had done some work on the house. So that worked in our favor um, and allowed us to have the funds to buy the Airstream that we traveled in. Um, so we sold cars and we sold the house and we sold everything we own because we just did not um, want to put anything in storage. And um, I mean, it, it felt at the time like it was just momentous. And now when I look back on it, I, I can, you know, describe in a one sentence what happened. But I mean, it just felt like we were just so in the thick of it and everything was so important and all these decisions, but they all, they all fell into place. And so that's kind of how at least I felt that, you know, this is going in the right direction and this must be meant to be. And how did you and your husband come to the decision to sell everything and buy, yeah. buy an Airstream and, and, and go traveling? Uh, he was not that excited about it at first. Um, 
you know, I think that we sat on the couch after watching The Minimalist and I'm like sobbing with tears, you know, like this is exactly how I feel and this is just exactly what we should do. And he's kind of like, oh, I don't get it. Um, I think he got it, but he just really, um, he liked our lifestyle. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you make more money, you spend more money. You know, there's never, well, maybe not for everybody, but most people I would think um, would be in the same situation. You know, we had this expensive house and it was beautiful in this beautiful place. Um, and he was working this job he really loved and he traveled all the time and got to go. I mean, when he, he's a pilot, when he was not flying, he was, you know, he would be hiking and doing, he would have adventures of his own. So he was just kind of like, why are we, you know, this isn't broke. Why are we trying to fix it? Um, but on the other hand, you know, he understood that, the way I was feeling. And at that point it was like, well, you know, I could leave my job and be, um, a mom at home, but not in that house, you know, not with that mortgage, um, not with that lifestyle. And, um, you know, he likes the idea of travel and adventure. So I think that, you know, in time he sort of understood that instead of having his adventures, on his own when he was out at work that we could have something to share with the kids. Um, and he saw that I wasn't happy. So in the end he, you know, he got behind it and he did the search for the Airstream and, you know, handled a lot of it. And you spoke earlier about not wanting to have any regrets later in life. What was it that you thought you would regret if you didn't change the path that you were heading down? Yeah, I mean, I think my first my first notion was that I would feel that someone else was raising my kids, um, that they wouldn't think back on their childhood and think of experiences, you know, with me so much. Um, now, I think I probably exaggerate that in my own mind because, you know, that's the guilt that we put on ourselves. But, um, you know, I just felt like, gosh... If I, I never thought of myself as being a stay-at-home mom. And I always used to pride myself on, like, I'm going to work, 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 and that's what's important. Um, and I would see other people make a different decision, and I would just think I could never do that. But then at some point, I was just like, am I, am I okay with never doing that? And I, you know, then I just felt that, no, I wasn't. So I, I think that, you know, was a regret that I could have. And also, you know, at the time I, I was working with this one firm, which was a beautiful, you know, experience. But then I thought, well, what if I, am I okay with only doing one thing my whole life? Which at one time I thought was like the way to go. But I just started questioning as, you know, this roadmap was, I felt was being laid out for me to run this company eventually um, and have it be mine, like solely mine. Uh, I just thought, wow, you know, would I, if I had all the choices in the world, is this a choice I would make, you know? So it's just almost just, I felt things closing in when I wanted them to maybe not, mm. maybe. Not. Yeah. And if you did have all the choices in the world, what would you make? Um, you know, now I feel so differently about things. I mentioned to you before this idea of this, this line that I was on, I'm kind of a visual person. So I always just imagine like, okay, I have this path and this is what I'm doing. And 
you should you should work in the career field that you go to school for and you know you you should work in that field for the length of your career till you retire and now I just um it's almost like a second lease on life in some ways I I just kind of like brainstorm on what, what would I like to do? And there's like 10 different things I would like to do and they're all divergent, you know, and they're all different. Um, and that's exciting. And that feels like, you know, maybe there's a lot left to do in life, which is an exciting thought. So you've packed the car, the tra- yeah. the trailer is hooked on the back. The kids are, are buckled up in the back seat and the car starts rolling and the travel part of your adventure has just begun. What are you thinking? Uh, I was, uh, I felt very free. You know, I had built up um, so much in my mind, like, what will this moment be like when we're on the road? You want to just roll the windows down and feel the wind in your hair and, you know, like kind of like hoot and holler. And we kind of did that a little bit. You know, every time we'd pass into a new state, we would start screaming. It was good fun with the kids, but it felt like, my heart was lighter and um, anything could happen and, you know, who knows what it would be. It felt very freeing. So you, you spoke there about like, you know, anything can happen. It felt freeing because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yes. But when we're in, let's say, a traditional or normal way of life, we seem to always want to know what's going to happen. We want to be able to predict what is going to happen. So why does traveling give us that freedom, but then we kind of don't want that freedom in day-to-day life? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of a planner. So I'll tell you, I, I planned the hell out of that trip, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's just like you can, it's just the day-to-day. I think you can walk away from the day-to-day things that seem like, boy, if I don't get this done, my whole day is going to be off when really like, who cares, you know? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to deal with any of that when you're on the road and you can sort of imagine yourself, um, you know, I was one person when I was working and doing this and that and traveling for work and coming home and fixing dinner and do this and that. But, you know, then you have like travel Shannon She's, you know, really exciting and vibrant and she doesn't have any worries. She doesn't get stressed out. You know, you can kind of reinvent yourself in that way, at least for a little bit of time. um, You can get out of your own head. And what expectations did you have of the trip before you left? A lot. (laughs) I thought, you know, by the end of the trip, I'm going to know exactly what I should do next. Um... I thought that we would have ridden through a place that we loved and that we would just magically find um, a new job there for um, me, for maybe for my husband. Uh, and everything would just feel like it fell into place and it was meant to be. And, you know, it was just, I thought a lot of things were going to happen by the end of the trip that completely did not. But I mean, the one thing that did happen is we spent a lot of time together and we saw a lot of wonderful things and a lot of family um, that my kids, you know, some of them had never met. Uh, So things happened, but maybe not particularly what I thought was going to. And did the trip answer any questions for you? Um, It answered the question that I, that we made the right decision you know, to walk away from certain things, to embrace different things. Uh, 
we did not end up living anywhere that we went on our trip. We actually, we live in Ohio now. We never went through the state of Ohio. And I remember at the time actually thinking, let's not go through Ohio. Let's just go through Canada. <laughs> um, and so that was different. Actually, right before uh, when we, maybe two weeks before we closed on our house. So the deal was my husband was going to work and I was going to, uh, you know, be with the kids and do homeschooling and stuff. And my husband's company closed its doors about two weeks before we closed on our house. So then he was in a scramble to find a new job to make the whole thing work. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like, where are we going to end up and, and what are we going to do? And one of my good friends had actually done a similar trip. She ended up coming back to the house that she had before, but uh, she told me it was important to have an exit strategy. And I kept thinking on that and working on that in my mind and dang, if I could not figure it out, I mean, we could not figure out how and when, you know, to come off the road and what was going to be the right time. But so how did, how did you know when it was the right time to come off the road? Um, well, my, my husband had started this new job so we could go on the trip. Um, it changed his schedule a little bit. So he, instead of being, gone a week, home a week. He was gone two weeks, home two weeks, which doesn't seem like neither here nor there, but, uh, it was hard for him to be gone two weeks. And, um, you know, so there came a point when on our trip that he was really having a hard time with feeling that he had had been in the right position, um, that he, you know, was working for the right company and doing the right thing for him. And, uh, you know, I tried to suppress that a little bit because I thought we're on this trip. Like, what are we going to do? I don't want to settle down now. We, we have this whole idea that we're going to go like basically clockwise through the U.S. and uh, go from Colorado and end up back in California. And I wasn't ready to come away from that. So for a while, we kind of just danced around that subject um, until he kind of got to this point where he was just really frustrated and something had to change. And you know, I just tried to be open to what, what could happen and what was going to happen. And maybe the plan was going to change, even though I just absolutely hate when plans change. Um, he felt like he just had to do something different. So we ended up, we were in Tennessee, which is where my mom lives. We were staying on her property and um, decided that he would apply for this new position. And a friend of his worked for this company and was really happy with it. So, um, they had some opportunities in different states and I just thought, you know, we could go back to Texas was one of them, you know, where we had lived previously, but I thought, gosh, we went through all these beautiful places. Why let's not choose a place we've already lived. So we just picked Ohio. Um, I, it was all just, it happened so quickly, but once again, everything seemed to fall into place. So I felt that this must be the right way or else it wouldn't be working the way it is. And, and what, what did you love about living on the road? Uh, I loved uh, drinking wine in the afternoon. <laughs> I loved that we were outside every day and we just, um, we would, the kids and I, especially when Sean was away, my husband, we would just make our own day, like our own agenda. And um, we would explore we went to so many national parks, we would just get out and do stuff. And it was like making your own schedule. And, you know, when we were tired, we went home and or went back to our camper. And uh, gosh, the people we met in the campgrounds, 
Um, that was something I just hadn't thought about what that would be like. Uh, I loved exploring different places and just discovering things because you're so out of your element and you're just like more open to relationships and um, chatting with other people who are taking similar trips. So I just love being with the kids. And in fact, a lot of my friends were thinking, gosh, are you sure you want to be with your kids every, every hour of every day for the next year without any break? And I thought, yeah, I think I am. And to be honest, that worked out just fine. It was wonderful. And now that you're, you're off the road, how have you brought like some of those things that you learn about spending time together and, and loving the outdoors? How have you brought that back into your day-to-day life? Uh, it's been, it's been good. Actually, it's been challenging in some ways because I always was worried about, and I think I emailed you for advice about like, what, what do you do when you settle down air quotes, you know, it just felt like such a dirty word. Um, but you know, we have, when we decided to buy a house, um, we wanted to make sure that we did not buy a large house. We had certain parameters on the size of the house that we wanted that we felt this, let's really use all these rooms and let's not build them. Um, we're going to go month by month and, and add a new thing that we need because we literally sold every single thing and it's going to be a quality thing. And we're not going to, you know, we may just made different decisions about how to use our money. Um, but as far as, you know, the trip went, we had so many experiences and I just didn't want that to end. Cause I thought, if we're going to do, you know, kind of being back in our old traditional time kind of lifestyle, um, we have to prioritize travel because I just loved it and the whole family loved it. Um, so we're really working hard on getting outside and planning some trips overseas, hopefully very soon. But, um, we kind of, we try to have Sunday just be family day um, be outside nature exploring day. My kids were calling it today. Let's be in adventure mode. Um, because you know, there's still the school day. I mean, you still go back to school and have to do, you know, all of that and homework and baths and dinner and all the normal stuff. But we have to save just at least one day a week to get out and do something. And, um, and how, how have you found that the, the kids changed over that time being together and so close? Yeah, they are very close. Uh, they're, you know, when we were, it was summertime, there were a lot of other kids out at the campgrounds and just out exploring. And so they would make a lot of friends. But as soon as school went in, man, it was like, it was tough. Um, it's two girls and a boy in the middle that we have. And uh, they became very, very close. They were always close, but um, I think even closer, they played more together and helped each other. And, um, they remain very close and protective of each other for sure. And through all this, like the trip, the selling of your, your house, fi- finding a new home, your, your husband, finding new work through all of this, what have you learned about yourself? I think, you know, the biggest epiphany, which seems probably really dumb to some people, they probably got that right away, but I mean, for me, it was like, it's okay to change your mind because I felt so that the right thing to do was just, you know, follow this one path 
and be successful and make the most money that you can. And, you know, not out of ego, but just to be able to save for your retirement and do, you know, do the things you need to do for your family and pay for college and, uh, for your kids. And that was the right path and that was the way to go. And I just never, ever once questioned it until I just, until this trip, this idea of the trip. And then I just started questioning everything. Um, so I think for myself is like, it's okay to not know what you're going to do next. And it's okay to experiment and try different things. And maybe that's going to make my life richer. Um, and to just trust, you know, trust myself, trust in, you know, I mean, I just believe that God's kind of watching over my life and he's led us in a great direction and, uh, to just trust and go, go with my feelings. And you went on this trip as we've kind of spoken about. So, you know, you didn't want to have these certain regrets later in life. How have you brought the no regret philosophy back into your home life now? I think that's a work in progress. Um, but you know, it's actually, it's not necessarily saying yes to every opportunity that comes along either in terms of openness, but I think it's trying to say no to certain things, like trying to remember why, why we took the trip in the first place and why I felt that that at the time that, you know, that was the only right way to move forward. Um, I think, you know, maybe my, my victories that I used to measure myself against, um, with work when we won, you know, a big million dollar project or something, you know, that was a huge, that was a huge thing at that time. But now maybe my victory is a little bit smaller, but they're really, really meaningful, um, with the kids, like with my daughter tonight, studying U S government and preparing for a test tomorrow and her just, um, being so grateful that we can be together and have that time. I think that they're smaller victories, but they're really important. Yeah, it's true. It's one of the the big things that I really took away from our adventure and, and, and it was looking at what you value and and sometimes finding what you value can sometimes be a struggle to people. But I always say that where you dedicate most of your time is what you value. And so if you're if you're dedicating a lot of time to to things that might not be family or your kids and things like that, then then maybe you need to reassess. But it's really, yeah, it's beautiful that you kind of came to a similar place. Thank you. So one final question for you here, Shannon, and I know that you know that this question <laughs> is coming. <laughs> uh, because for, for if, if people haven't kind of figured out, like uh, Shannon kind of reached out to me, I think before you were going on yeah. your trip uh, to, to ask some questions and then a few questions throughout your trip and then some questions just before you were coming home. And, uh, and I was like, well, Shannon, I'd, I want to have a chat with you. And, and you initially knocked me back. And I think until the, the dust could settle and you can kind of maybe gather your thoughts and things like that. But this final question, which is one that I do ask everybody, if you could please describe your perfect day. 
Yes. Uh, well, I have to say, like, there's some pretty great days, but I have put a lot of thought into this because I knew you were going to ask. Um, and even though today was a great day and there, I hope there are many, many days like it, I think that my perfect day would be a travel day and maybe even in a country where we they do not speak English because I think that you have to kind of be shaken out of routine uh, a little bit to just really let go and relax. But I would say, so we would be traveling uh, together as a family. We would have a beautiful sunny day where we were outside all day exploring. It would be one of those days where um, it was a really full day. And I try to contrast that with a busy day, which I have had a lot of busy days, but a full day, you just kind of feel content about what you've done and not harried and crazy, but uh, you know, you've seen a lot and done a lot and, um, just relaxing at the end of the day and feeling just exhausted, like from a physical standpoint where you could just fall asleep, have a glass of wine, hang out and see the sunset. And that's pretty much it. Beautiful. I love that. And I really like that notion of a full day. So not being busy, but like being full is, is beautiful. Thank you. Well, Shannon, if, you know, thank you for, for coming on and, and for sharing your story and also kind of, I guess, peeling back the layers of not just the trip, but the, the thought process and, and sometimes the adversity that we kind of go through to create this change in our life. But if people do want to reach out to you, learn a little bit more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably just through Instagram, Meyer Family Travel. That'd probably be it. Done. Well, I will definitely make sure that I, I link to that in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Is there anything that I left out? Any final comments? I think I left out so much. Not, I think you did great. I left out a ton. I don't know. Um, you know, probably a parting comment would be so many people said to me, that's really amazing that you're doing that. I think that's awesome. I could never do that. Uh, I know that's like a common notion when people hear of someone doing something sort of countercultural, I guess, but um, it's so easy to do it. It's not easy. Actually, it's really, really hard to do it, but it's so worthwhile and everyone has equal opportunity to make a change, whether it's riding around in an Airstream or doing any number of other crazy things, just uh, living life to the fullest. So I just want to thank you. And I hope that there's something there for someone. Um, and I appreciate you asking for the interview. You're more than welcome. And well, thank you again, Shannon. And for everybody listening, thank you. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. 
Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.